the Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. So, we are here with another show. And I started so, with so we are. Oh, man. I was trying to think of everything I could not to say so, and it's just, I, that's just my intro word. It I is. I guess. It's okay. Yeah. Embrace it. Mm. He hugged himself. Yeah. Cute. Uh, we, we went and saw a play this weekend. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't really a play. It was, we subscribed to the theater. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm the uh, bow tie guy. I'm a biker chick. And uh, this is Mess It Up Podcast, like we just said earlier on the intro. Uh, but uh, it, we subscribed to the theater in L.A., mm-hmm. and so we get uh, several performances. And this happened to be a one-man show by a comedian. So it was 90 minutes, uh, sort of a stand-up routine, but but it was comedic with one guy. A guy named Mike Berbiglia, which is hard to say, but fun to say. And part of the motif that he used for the show, the, the whole premise of the show was... He's a, a married guy, and he never wanted kids. And so the whole show is about him becoming a father for the first time, and the changes therein. And so one of the motifs that he used for the show is he has the room, the, the stage set up, and he's drawing a picture of his apartment, his living room. So the only thing that you see is this big, like, Persian rug and a stool. And he moves the stool, and he says, you know, he starts talking about a couch, and how he loves the couch. And um, he said the thing about the couch is the couch is comfortable and it hugs you. You, you lay down on the couch and it just hugs you. And, and so we kept talking about that. So I was just giving myself that couch hug. I was wondering where the heck you were going all with all that. Really, yeah. 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 It was a very fun show. If you get a chance to see it, uh, it's in L.A. for uh, the month of November. Uh, it's called uh, The New One by Mike Berbiglia. He's got a book coming out about it. It was really Really charming. Nice. We enjoyed it. Yeah. You'll have to help me find a ballet to take Roman to. I, I can mean, do it's, that. In December, it's, Swan Lake, also at the Amundsen. Nice. Yeah. Because I figured that would be really neat for him to go see a live ballet. You know, remind me and I will I will hook you up. Cool. I, 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 can, I can tell you how to get uh, tickets at a, at a discount. Nice. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> Thank you for being here with us. <laughs> Anybody else who's interested in seeing Swan Lake and getting good prices on tickets, please email bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. And if you want to ask Christina how she enjoyed the ballet, you can email her. Bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. And if you want to ask Dave about ballet or anything else, uh, intern Dave is at info at messituppodcast.com. So feel free to use those emails and send them out. It's free, basically. Um, and uh, we enjoy getting them. So. It is. So take care of all those uh, those needs for you. We're on social media. Look us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Instagram is um, is going to be slow for a little bit, uh, and the Twitter's going to be slow for a little bit because I got a new phone this week. They uh, Apple replaced my phone. There was a hardware issue, so they sent me a new phone. But I'm trying to remember all my passwords, and um, so far I've remembered some of them, but not all of them. And uh, two of them that I have not remembered are my Twitter for the. Uh, the podcast and the Instagram for the podcast. So working on that, trying to make it happen. Uh, but check it out. If you happen to know those passwords, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, uh, forget them, but email them to me first. Uh, but anyhow, we do appreciate you guys listening. Share the show with friends and uh, let people know that we're out here. Uh, if you feel inclined, it's the holiday season coming up. Maybe for this year, you'd like to make a commitment to uh, support the show financially. Become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Click that Become a Patron button on our website at MessItUpPodcast.com. 
and uh, we appreciate the financial support as well. So um, on with the show. On we go. Yeah, here we go. So uh, I had a really cool day yesterday with my wife. It was, um, we went to the, to the theater. We got to go to the prison beforehand, do CR with some guys, then go to the show. We went out for some uh, ice cream and pastries after the show down in the Larchmont district of LA. And uh, it's a little, you know, a bit of a fancy pantsy type of area. So there's a place called Salt and Straw that has dairy-free ice cream, score. And then right next to it is a gluten, soy, dairy-free vegan bakery that is divine double score and so we had all that and then we had leftover um uh, gift certificates from uh for the yard house so we went to yard house for dinner and had just phenomenal service from this lady and then bev found money nice on the ground and we super excited cheered and celebrated you know what she found huh penny Nice. Yeah. So if you want to hear more about that story, check out my blog, uh, ministerofmocha.com. I blogged about that today. But I'm, I'm having a really good day. And, and it's interesting perspective, how perspective changes things. Because I had this really good day, spent some time with a friend, spent some time with another friend, did a little bit of work, got money that was more than I expected from this guy that I did work for. And then my wife came home because right after we record, I'm going to be going to the prison. She came home and she's like, hey, the car was overheating. I went to go check it and then it radiator flew to uh, the driveway is covered and the engine block is covered. It's just a mess. So I had to call. So I'm not going to the prison. And normally that would really, you know, I would be more frustrated at it. But, right. You know, I came in with this good perspective and uh, had this good weekend. And so it's just, it's one of those things. So it's kind of rolling off pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Look at you. Well, it's hard to because this is an audio podcast. But you can look at the picture. I'm the one with the little bow tie and the goofy smile. Christine is the one without the bow tie. Shaking her head. And the goofy smile. That's right. Always a goofy smile. Actually, I take issue with that. This is one of the things that we fought about with the podcast. We fought about very few things about the podcast. But this picture probably is the biggest fight that Christine and I have had about this podcast. Because I love her smile in it. It's so genuine and fun. She's just kind of throwing her head back and laughing. And she, when she thinks about it or when I talk about it, she takes her two eyebrows, knits them together into one big eyebrow, and uh, gets this crack, this fissure in the middle of her forehead from thinking no. Uh, But here's the thing. Many people have fought and died for Christina's right to be wrong. And that's a great picture. I love it. And now... On with the show. I'm just here for Paul. That's, I'm not really here to say anything per se, just to make Paul feel like he's not alone. Audio window dressing, eh? Yeah. No, it. you're you're a huge part of the show. That, the thing I love is that people. Uh, I do probably talk more. No. <laughs> no. No. No way. Sometimes uh, I'm going to give you that. Uh, but Paul's got issues. It's, uh, I think it's a great partnership. People love the, uh, the repartee, the banter. I still hate this picture. Yeah. She it's just, she awful. just looked up the picture. I think it's so fantastic. We just disagree. I've got this turkey giblet thing uh-huh. going on under my chin. <laughs> that's not a giblet. <laughs> Giblets is... are like their, their innards. Okay. That's, that's a waddle. <laughs> okay. I've got this waddle <laughs> going turkey on. Waddle. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. Um, well, 
all that aside, I want to tell the people about our uh, our word of the week. Should we do that? It, it's part of it, so Doesn't I that suppose. that sound like fun? Yeah, so uh, the word of the week this week is a fun little word. It's trope. And a trope is um, where you use a word or expression figuratively. Um, so like uh, uh, like you might say, you know, it's um, uh, you use the trope of two different Americas um, to show how there's, you know, this th- these different ways of looking at stuff. And so it's a way of setting up a metaphor. Um, so I think it's fun. Uh, this, this show is a trope of two different types of people, a perpetrator and a victim. And that's the trope that we use for our show. And it works for us. So there you go. Or a knucklehead and a ray of sunshine. Do not call yourself a knucklehead. <laughs> oh, we know you're not the ray of sunshine. <laughs> Now, come on. I'm just kidding. I, I, I think sometimes just I'm just kidding. a little bit sunny. Well, Christina, I'm going to break something to you here. Are you ready for some news? Yeah. We've been wasting a lot of time. No, By we, I mean no me. Doubt. Yeah, I know. Let's <laughs> so, get to it. What are we talking about? Why are so, we here? We are here today. I want to talk today about an experience that I had in the prison this last weekend. So, uh, as you may know, I teach... Uh, or, or facilitate a class called Celebrate Recovery Insight. So it's our... Oh, we know. Our CR <laughs> class. Well, they, they might, maybe there's a person there who's a brand new listener and they've never heard. True. Yeah. So there we go. We love you, new listener. Um, I'm the sassy one. Christina's the elegant and, and sophisticated one. That's yeah. me. Um, so uh, I go in and do Celebrate Recovery Insight. It's our Celebrate Recovery program, but for... for uh, men and women who are incarcerated, and I work in a male prison. Prison I work at is a level two prison, and most of the guys, it's a level two in decline prison. So it's guys who have come down from a three looking to go to a one. It's not guys who are trying to work their way into heavier, higher levels. So it's a, a fairly mellow prison. But we've got guys who have had some pretty salacious pasts, we'll say. So one of my guys in my class this weekend. Uh, has been in my CR inside now for about three months we've been running this one. And I remember the day we started this one, he came in and he's in my small group and he said uh, his name and he told me his story. And so just to kind of give a a brief overview of his story, he is of uh, Chinese descent. Um, His parents were born in China. He, I believe he was born in America Um, or was immigrated as an infant, Uh, but he grew up basically Chinese. His father left the family before he knew him. And so it was a very disgraceful thing in his culture to not have a father around. And so he quickly uh, moved in and got involved with gang life in his neighborhood. Went to school at Catholic schools for whatever reason, Um, was at Catholic schools. So he told me all this and he told me to say that he did not believe in God. And he knew that this was a Christian recovery program. He wanted to see what it was about and and learn more about recovery and deal with his issues. But he wanted to be very clear up front. I'm not a Christian. I don't mind that you are, but I'm not a Christian. It's fine that you're a Christian. I'm not. So he was clear on this. And so in his uh, jacket, he's got um, murders and lots of gang violence, very violent based youth 
and uh, and he's right now in year 20 of 30. So he's two thirds of the way through a 30 year stretch. So most of the time as we've been talking, he has laid that groundwork for uh, being tough uh, and being a, a stern guy. And, and in Asian culture, the concept of face uh, is very important. You know, the self image and what people think, you know, you don't want to have that embarrassment. And so he comes to me on Saturday at the end of class and his eyes are all red and he's telling me that he's going to be transferring to another prison this week and he wanted to thank me for the class and for everything that we've done and he's got tears in his eyes and he's fighting it because he doesn't want anyone to see it because he's got this image but he began to tell me about how in all of the other 20 years of his prison life he has been running gambling books out of his cell and he's been dealing drugs in the prison and he's had all this stress to deal with to try to worry and he said you know right now if they came and searched my cell I couldn't care less there's nothing that I have to hide for the first time in my life and he's embracing recovery because we didn't beat him up with Christianity we showed him Christian love but we didn't say you must be a Christian or else and just beat him over the head with another Bible verse and a platitude. And it made such a huge difference in his life. And I was just really, I was moved by that because I don't want to keep my Christianity a secret. Right. But I'm so glad that we were able to reach him without beating him up. Well, I think that's how you're supposed to reach them. I've never had been drawn to somebody who walked up and slapped me first and then said, Hey, I'm, you know, Jim Bob, how are you? Like, it doesn't work. The law of attraction, isn't it? Like you gotta be like, it's gotta be something good about it. Attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I think, I think you're right. I agree. But I mean, as I'm thinking back in my Christianity, I've had experience with a lot of people who have been a lot more brutal in presenting Christ. Absolutely. And uh, I've, I've heard it put forth as a rationale or an argument or a reasoning that if you don't, that you are basically, for lack of a better word, a sellout. You are sacrificing, compromising your Christian values and not standing up for what's right. And, and I hear a lot of people that I know and then a lot of people I've seen, a lot of people, you know, reports of it or whatever, of people, you know, making a stand for what's right and what Christian values are and not compromising on it because that would be to compromise Christ and we can't compromise Christ. And that that concept of loving the sinner but not the sin sometimes seems to have a lot of different translations or interpretations amongst various Christian folks. I think of uh, there was that that Baptist church down south that you know would put up hateful signs towards homosexuals and, and the homosexual lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So how do we how do we navigate through that? How do we make sure that we're not doing that without Without sacrificing our Christian values, but but still being, you know, uh, 
honoring to Christ. Uh, you know, people say, well, you know, Christ hung out with the sinners. Yeah, we got to do that. But sometimes I'm not strong enough, you know, to go and hang out with the people who suffer from my addictions to just go put myself in the middle of that to be the ray of sunshine because oftentimes that'll bring people down. Um, it, it's easy to get sucked back into that stuff. So like with my inmates, I was telling them, when you get out, don't go back to that same crowd. Right. You know, and, and, and people will say, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to bring them Jesus. Maybe, but you might not have the strength yet. You might, you might still be a little bit wobbly knees and walking like a, a fawn rather than a deer. Right. So how do we, how do we know? How do we, how do we measure that? How do we know where we should wade in with uh, caution, where we should wade in boldly, where we should proclaim the, the truth of Christ and where we should just share the love of Christ and what, how do you do that? By being me? I mean, I'm, I think I'm super honest about who I am. Like I am fallible. I make mistakes. I do not walk a straight line. I do not put myself in a box. There's nothing cute little Christianese about Christina. Um, that does not mean that I love Jesus Christ any less or any more than the person next to me. Um, it's one of my biggest rubbing points. Um, I have a lot of people that I love regardless of, you know, who they are, or what they choose. My husband is in a club. I have people that I hang out with all the time that are not Christian, that drink and are unsavory and um, have lots of issues just like I do. Um, believe it or not, a cuss word comes out of my mouth once every, right? Um, I, a lot of people might say, I don't represent Christ well if they want to look at appearances and images and whether I uphold to the biblical instruction that we have been given by God. Um, but I know as a matter of fact that I love people for who they are. And I see past all of those rough edges in hopes that they see past them with me too. And I just engage with them where they're at and where I'm at. And, um, I think by putting a non-judgmental aura in the air, it opens up people more for Christ mm -hmm. than, uh, pointing fingers at them and showing them this is what you should be doing, but you're not, therefore you're invaluable and you don't measure up. Um, I think there's, there's so much going on in this world right now with how Christians step up and say, this is what you should do. And this is what God looks like. You know what? I don't want my God to look like that. So if that's God, I don't want any part of him because I don't think my God is like that. I think my God is loving. I think he is caring. I think he's the most sacrificial thing in this world because he gave me his son to die on the cross. A God doesn't do that because he doesn't like you. He doesn't do that because you know what? You're just never going to measure up. He does that because he loves us. Um, you know, Kanye's big in the news right now. Right. I haven't, have you listened to the album at all? I have not. I have not either. I have not. Um, but I've read a lot and I've seen a lot of different articles and Facebook grants and this and that. And, um, it, it's insane. 
how people think that they have a right to judge somebody else's relationship or what somebody else's heart looks like or whether they're genuine or not. Or, you know, to me, they're speaking out of fear. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. What if he misrepresents this Christ that I know who's so close to me and who Paul's looking for something and it's, well, then nobody did with his phone. He's going to look something up. Keep going. Oh, he found it. Paul, Paul, Paul. Um, but I think they're Christians that are out there saying, this is what you should be, or this is what you should look like, or you're not real. You're misrepresenting Christ. You're doing all of these things. I think that's the misrepresentation of Christianity. You know? And I think that, you know, that's one of the, um, the tricks of Satan is to, uh, to get us into that misrepresentation flow so that we can, so we can be misre- misrepresentative Absolutely. of things uh, and, uh, you know, make people look at something and, and just get it, you know, that big distraction mm-hmm. so that nobody can tell what's going on or what they really think and get us to fight uh, so that we can, uh, be super fighty, you know? Oh, I agree. Um, last week we had, he brought up Kanye and last week we had a song from Richard Andrew and, uh, he put a thing on Instagram and it said, uh, critical people of faith must stop calling skepticism and judgment so-called wisdom and discernment. Yep. Skepticism, criticism, and judgment of others belongs to the world. Faith, hope, and love belong to the church. Jesus is either a forgiving and life-changing Savior, or he isn't. We can't have it both ways. After all, isn't this what we've prayed for? He's got a picture of of Kanye um, standing there. And, And I think, yeah, you know, we pray for people. And then they make a change. They're like, well, I'll believe it when I see it. Prove it out. Live it out a little longer. Right. And and uh, I, I, we want people to accept. I want. I'm gonna take away we. I want people to accept as soon as I've made a decision to change. Like, no, trust me. Right. But I'm not always willing. Yeah, I had a wonderful encounter with a girl. Posted. Yeah, one of my friends shared an article about Kanye and her opinion that, you know, just, it's exciting to watch, you know, love, get a hold of somebody. And, um, you know, regardless of, of what happens down the road, he is professing that Jesus is who Jesus is. And, um, this girl came on there and she's like, you know, I, I don't believe Kanye is Christian. Where's his fruit? And, Um, as she's doing this, she's very indignant. She's very, you know, miss know-it-all. She's very impatient. And so I just simply replied, aren't the fruits of the spirit, you know, love, peace, joy, you know, gentleness, kindness. I'm like, can you tell me which fruit you're expressing right now? Because it it just, it boggles my mind. Because if you look at the fruits of the spirit, I think that speaks a lot into what we're supposed to look like Mm -hmm. because that's what a mature Christian shows, right? Right. A mature Christian doesn't show wisdom and knowledge 
and all of these things. If you read the fruits of the Spirit, they are all humbling. Well, and a tree produces fruit mm-hmm. not to show off. Right. It produces fruit so that something else can be nourished. Right. And it's the the culmination of all the work. Yeah. It's like the ta-da. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need. That's what brings people to the tree. Right. To get the Absolutely. Fruit. And so that's what brings people to Christ is our fruit. Yeah. And seeing that. And it's... And it's all very, it's all very mellow. It's all very peaceful. It's none of that fruit has a bitter taste to it. Correct. It's all very sweet and appealing. Yeah. yeah. And I think that sums up what and Christianity yummy. should look like. Yeah. 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 It should be yummy. No, I um, want some strawberries. Mm, you know, my... And that's not on a tree. I watched my granddaughter <laughs> eat some strawberries yesterday and it was very, uh, very cute. Um... So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a little break from our, our talking here because we've, we've gone for a little while, even with our, our you know, earlier stuff. And we're going back to the well with uh, Jason Gray. We had uh, listener Bev send in a song this week and said she'd like us to use the song I'm Gonna Let It Go by Jason Gray. So we're going to play that for you right now. We'll be back on the other side to uh, break it down and uh, finish up our thoughts and uh, wrap this up. So we'll see you in about 90 seconds. Sometimes when we have a song, I like to go to the lyrics. And come in really loud. Yeah, I was awesome. wondering what the bass is for. And I, <laughs> I, I got it now. Okay. Uh, so I like to go to the lyrics, but I, I, I went to the lyrics to look at this one. Then I saw a link when I was looking up the lyrics. And it said the story behind the song. Would you like to hear his story behind why he wrote this song? Yeah. So he says, I think God is a gentleman and he'll never force himself on us. The first time I began to recognize that dynamic is it in my own life was, says he'll be my provider. But if I insist on providing for myself, he won't stop me. He'll say, all right, if that's how you want to do it, go ahead and knock yourself out. And then I'll get down that road and I'm stressed and I'm aware of my bank statement every minute of every day until I recognize that I'm doing it and this is not the way I want to live. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, I've done it again. I want to trust you. If I insist on being in control and managing my life, the Lord will allow me to do that. But the moment when I let go, he steps in and then I'm on a different plan. 
And uh, I liked it. I, when I first was looking at this song, I was like, I don't know if I know this song. And uh, then I started, I started playing, I was like, oh yeah. And I, it's bouncy and I love, and this, this might be a little trivial, but I love where it goes boom, boom, boom. I just think that's funny. When I, when I drive down the road and I hear it, I, I kind of do a little boom, boom, boom uh, for myself there and just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I'm cool. No, he's not. <laughs> now, we got to see Jason Gray when he came to town. Yes. Right? And it was a very good performance. I was actually impressed with him. I liked him. I just didn't realize he's got so many good ones. Like, yeah. he didn't do a lot of his good ones there. Well, I mean, that sounds really bad. He did a lot of really good songs, but not like his hit songs, I, I guess. I didn't realize be... how many there were. Yeah. yeah. We, we did, I, I didn't know his name, and I was just like, all right, I'll go to this concert because we've got a Christian concert. And we live in a small enough town that when it comes, like, okay, might not happen again, so let's go. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and the thing I didn't realize is he stutters. And uh, he, he talked about that when he was, you know, performing. But um, I think for me, you know, the little bridge that he says, letting go of my worries for my need to control things, I'm going to take you at your word. I'm going to lay down all my burdens. And I do that bridge so much because, and here's how it sounds for me. I, I have a different artist interpretation, letting go of some of my worries for my need to control everything. I'm going to take you at your word most of the time. I'm going to lay down some of my burdens. Mm -hmm. And that whole all thing. Um, I get a lot of wisdom from my guys in the prison. And so uh, one of my guys, Scott, uh, said, you know, when you've got one foot in tomorrow and one foot in yesterday, what are you doing? You're dropping a deuce on today. And... Um, he said, you know, you need to be more focused on, on, on the now and living now. Don't live in the past and don't try to create the future. Just be present. And um, I heard another lady saying at, at an event that I was at, she was talking about when we're, we're straddling a fence. She said, who owns the fence? Satan owns the fence. That's Satan's way of getting us to be lukewarm and to not make decisions is to get us on the fence about something. And, and that's where Satan lives is in that. So I've got to get all the way in. You know, can't step halfway off of the dock onto the boat. Got to get all the way. And uh, I think that's what I get out of this. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're recording at a different time of day. I'm here to encourage you. Yes. And uh, apparently our caffeine quotient hasn't been high enough today. It has not. Yeah. I, I could I'm push pause so and we could tired. have a little slap fight. Slap fight. All right. I just lost a slap fight with Christina. So we are now back. <laughs> Maybe not. This thing is going off the rails fast. Isn't it? I have no idea. What the heck? That yeah. you guys. He sat here and just slapped his own hands. <laughs> yeah. And he's. I don't know if he's okay. You guys. Again, we need to do video. I think he's a I little off his rocker. Amused by our video. Because you're silly. Yes, there's some entertainment value in silly. And I roll my eyes a lot. She does do that, but it always says. Interesting. Thank you. Those kind of things. That's what I take from it. Because that's the fruit of Christina's spirit. He's delusional. Yeah. That's why. Um, so going back real quick, uh, just to kind of put a, a bow on what we were talking about before, 
um, with my friend from the prison and, and yeah. this comment. I thought, where would I be if I hadn't changed? Because he's changed his life. He's made a decision to change. And, and I, I, I wanted to ask you a question. And this is a question that I ask a bit out of my own naivete. And I might not be the only person that has this naive, uh, I don't want to call it understanding, but perspective on stuff. So I have no tattoos and you have several tattoos. And so I know before you get a tattoo, you have to think about what you want to get. And I'm assuming there's also some thought about where it's going to go. Right. And so what it is has meaning and where it is, I'm guessing has purpose as well. Is that safe to say? Sure. Okay. So... Um, you have tattoos in several different places, but you've got your verse on your neck, right. which is a place that's not commonly going to be hidden. Right. So you're not trying to hide it. It's not like, okay, I'm putting it above the sleeves. So, you know, when I wear a tank top, you can see it, but when I wear it, so, um, we were talking about showing Christianity to people and, right. and, and doing that and, and being a face. Can you say anything about the thought process about, okay, why am I going to put this here where people can see? the verse and, and whatnot, instead of putting it like, you know, on your shoulder or something that is normally covered up, what was the, the thought process of that? Honestly, I don't even remember why I, I knew I wanted something on my, on my neck and I knew that, um, why are you neck then? What, I mean, was that, is it as a, like for lack of a better word, fashion statement or, you know, just for the aesthetic I don't know. I just like it. Yeah. Okay. But it's kind of turned into a joke with me because now I, I like to say that, you know, I'm a little bit gangsta for God. Gangsta for God. You got the God. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't ever say that again. Yeah. Um, and, and it doesn't even work because it's not. I mean, we, mm, we, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I took the O out of the middle of four. <laughs> All right, gangsta. I don't even know what to say today. Bust a move. It's so bad. Um, but that's, it's turned into my own little internal joke because, you know, only, only thugs have tattoos on their necks or, you know, people really committed to their image of, of ink. And yeah. so, um, it, it's just kind of a joke okay. for me and now so was, where it is. Was having a tat a neck tattoo, something to step up your game to be like, okay, I'm committed to this now. And I'm like, you I know. just always wanted, I, I want my hands done. I want my neck done. I want a big chest tattoo. I want a lot of things. I just don't have the money. Mm. So if you go ahead and I'm just face. kidding. No, I never could do the face. I don't, that's something I just don't like how it looks personally. Um, it just, I've not seen a face tattoo that looks pretty. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they're not out there cause they absolutely could be, but I'm just not personally a fan of it. Yeah. I don't know if that's the way I want to look 20 years from now. I really probably am not going to care what I look like in 20 years from now or 30 years from now. That's not true, sweetheart, because uh, I thought those kind of things, and you're just not that old yet. You've got a lot of time in front of you. I mean, as far as having tattoos, like I see some really cool looking old people. You can't really tell, you know, a lot of their ink has meshed and faded and, you know, moved. And yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. Like on the face. But they still look like little bad people yes yeah. so if it if, if paul would have shot me if, if i would have said your, that no just believe it if yeah. it's on your your arm you know you can put us what's on your face you basically have to wear a bag if something goes wrong with it and it starts to age poorly uh you know it's it's a bold step it's a bold step there's there's no coming back from the face tattoo that goes wrong there's not yeah there's just not yeah there's so. yeah and that's 
That's just, so you wanted something to step up the game, but I just, is that your first Christian tattoo? Yes. Only one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Will the next one be uh, Christy, do you think? or Probably not. Okay. Yeah. I had a lot in the uh, queue, as we say. Yeah. And yeah, no, none of them. I think one has to do with Christianity. So do you see that as you say, you know, that the neck is more gangsta? So is this an aggressive Christian stance, having the neck tattoo? Is it having someone ask, hey, what about, why do you have this? Or is it, is it, is it a, a, a conversation starter for people to give you an, an in to talk about Christ in different circles? Or I never think of anybody else when I'm putting ink on my body. Honestly, it's, it's definitely not something I do for somebody else to look at and be like, Oh, look, it's actually kind of awkward for me when people are like, Hey man, I like your tattoos. What does that mean? You know, to me, I'm just like nothing to you, you know? (laughs) And I don't mean that to be snotty, but it's just not something that I've ever consciously thought of like, Oh, you know, what is somebody going to look at this and think it's, you know, I've put it, I've put it there because it's meaningful to me. And I don't see my neck, so I don't often remember that it's even there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I do see it, you know, it's a reminder. It's it's my life verse that's yeah. that's on my neck. Um, but I see the ones on my arms a lot more. But honestly, I don't. You know, it's kind of like you see Part the same thing over and over. Yeah, yeah, you don't even notice it anymore. Um, so yeah, it's just part of who I am, really, and it's. To me, it's it's no different than, you know, you growing a beard and choosing that for yourself, other than yours is a little more flexible. Mine's a little more permanent. Yeah. Yeah, I can, you know? I can shave it. Yeah. yeah. I can't keep it dark, but I can shave it off. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, how are you attracted to Christ? We, we talked about that whole attraction thing. Do you remember what attracted you to Christ or the person that did or, or the situation? It it was God himself. Like for me, it wasn't, there was nothing in this world that said, Hey, Christina, I'm Jesus or I'm representing Jesus. Like nobody. I had Christian girls that I worked with that helped me once God was moving in my heart. Um, Helped you in what, I mean, how did that look like taking to a Bible study or talking to you? Or just talking to me. Okay. Just if I had questions like them giving their input or uh-huh. what to, you know, I started telling one of the girls at work, you know, I was just kind of feeling weird and like noticing church bumper stickers and <laughs> like, and she, she's like, try listening to air one and see if the lyrics of those songs move anything in you. And I was like, all right. You know, I started listening to air one and, um, it just progressed from there, but it was, it was God's actual work in my heart. And I see, I think that's the thing is God has to till that soil before a seed can be accepted for fertilization and growth period. Mm-hmm. I don't think that anybody, I think we can turn people off for Christ, Sure. but I don't think that we can recruit for Christ per se. Yeah. We can be there when somebody starts to move in that direction. And I can tell you when you're open armed and receptive and not so full of yourself, it makes it a lot more comfortable for somebody to be, to approach you. Yeah. Um, I had miss Judy 
and she is, you know, in heaven at this point or resting or whatever, you know, your theological belief is, but she's dead. And she was just the sweetest, loving, old white haired lady who just had compassion in her heart. And she was one of the first people there when I came into my relationship with Christ to just sit and have conversations with me. What do you, you know, what does she believe? What does she look like? What, you know, and it was never anything that was like, oh, here's your instruction list of you've got to do all of these things. And now you'll be accepted into, you know, the fold kind of thing. It was just her and her warmth and tenderness that attracted me more than anything. Yeah. That's the the two people in my life have been, neither of them have ever told me what a sinner I was. They just told me how loved I was Mm -hmm. through all of my nonsense. And it's been my wife and my mother-in-law, Betty, that just have just constantly reminded me how much they love me and how much Jesus loves me. And they've been and always will be the picture of Jesus to me is, uh, is listener Bev and listener Betty. So, um, and it's, it's that attractive fruit. Um, I've seen the Turner burn people. I've been yelled at and screamed at. I remember going to a striper concert, Christian heavy metal concert in the eighties and people out there protesting and saying, you know, these aren't, you know, Christians. And I remember going to a show in the nineties, a Christian show and talking with the band and uh, he was talking about people who would address them for playing Christian rock music. And he said, one lady came up to him and said, you know, son, I just want you to know that Jesus told me to come here tonight and tell you that what you're doing is not right. And he said, ma'am, I just want you to know that Jesus told me to do this tonight. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they had a good conversation based on it. So um, anyhow, uh, you know, I, I think we need to be attractive. We need to be able to to lay that down because a person might not be ready when we're ready, but we've got to make sure that we don't chase them away so they'll never come when they are ready. And and that's what happened to me with this guy in the prison is we were kind and gentle. We didn't bash him over the head. We didn't give him the platitudes and a Bible verse for everything that would make it better. And he could see the difference in our life and it made a difference in his mm-hmm. life. And that's, that's the mess turning into a message. Absolutely. Sure. So, all right. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, we got it done in less than 45 minutes. Look at us go. Woo-hoo. You're welcome for the extra bits there. I'm sorry that most of the extra bits were me being ridiculous. Uh, but I'm sure that for at least my wife, that's why people tune in. Um, anyhow, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, we've got the emails. You can find us on social media. Please uh, sponsor us um, on Patreon. We really appreciate that. And uh, share the show with people so that more people get a chance to benefit just like you did. And we will see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up Podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. <laughs>